Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Answering the Call. My name is William Hemsworth, and thank you for joining me here on the Elevation Radio Network. I'm honored to have my guest today, Ramona Trevino, and she is also she's a pastor, author. She has an awesome radio ministry as well. Her radio show is titled Blossoms of My Life, and it airs here on the Elevation Radio Network Mondays at 1.30, and also on KERI 1410 AM in Bakersfield Saturdays at 2.30. Now, Ramona is just a dynamic woman of God. I'm so honored to have her on the program. Ramona, how are you doing today? I'm doing good now, William. It's so good to hear your voice and just catch up with you. Yeah, it's always, always fun talking with you. And I'm so, I'm so glad I'm honored to have you on and honored that, you know, some of the people on this show that you have introduced me to. So you have a big hand in the show. So I'm just honored to have you on and talk to you about your story and your ministry. So always a pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you, William. Now, I know we were talking off air. It's giving you a little uh, breakdown about the format that we use. But, and, and so for those that may be new to the show, um, we talk to we talk to people involved in ministry. It could be uh, pastors, ministry leaders, and we talk about how, what God has called them to do and what it was like to answer that call. But before answering that call, there's always something leading up to it. So, Ramona, how did you get involved in the faith? Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Because you have a dyna- you have a dynamic story. Thank you, thank you. I'd love to. So, praise God. You know, I believe that the Lord um, draws us. Um, You know, we as people in faith, you know this, William, also well, that, you know, we have many people that we pray for and they don't all say yes to the call. Um, And the first call is, of course, to accept Christ as our Savior and to follow Christ and have that relationship with him. And mine started out a little rough. I I grew up in um, my parents, uh, Catholic, and, you know, we just kind of went to church. Sometimes we did all the sacraments of faith that you do as a child. Um, but I always felt like there was more that, 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 but my parents, um, and it's no fault to their, to them, they just didn't have a relationship with Christ. So how do you share that with someone, you know, how do you share your best friend if you don't even know him yet? And so I, um, had definitely must've had people, uh, praying for me, And I believe the Lord always had his hand and his heart after me because I grew up with that feeling of knowing there's got to be something more to God. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I was about 14 um, when I remember working with my father and there was a gentleman that worked there and he always had this big black book on the on the desk um, in the jewelry store. And I would always ask him, you know, what are you always reading back there? Like I always see you sitting there reading and he said, oh, it's the Bible. And that just really struck me because I never thought of people actually reading the Bible um, with enthusiasm and enjoyment that you would a regular book, a novel, right? And he was always just and eager to sit down and read the Bible. And so that started him seeing my um, curiosity where now every Saturday when I went to work, he, I, I would ask him questions and he would gladly share. And so that kind of started opening my heart to more of Christ. And then I was invited to, um, gosh, I think it was a Billy Graham. I remember some friends and we all went and that was when I first accepted Christ. 
So I was probably about 15 then. Um, and it was difficult to serve Christ as a new believer born again, um, because my parents didn't understand like what that meant. Um, what that meant to them was I was doing something that wasn't normal. They didn't see it as normal. One, you know, here's their 14 year old child that was um, suffering from depression, anxiety, suicidal, and all of a sudden, she's reading the Bible and wanting to do Bible studies. It was just odd to them. And so um, it was difficult because of course I can't just get in my car or walk to church because I was underage. And so, you know, I did the best that I could by myself, but at that young age and not being able to go to church or be around believers, I slowly slipped back into my habits of um, just being comforted with alcohol, drugs, and anything else that would fill that gap of darkness that I was growing up with. Um, and so that kind of went on for a little while. And I always knew God was something important, but I could not find my way back. It took me a while, William, to really get what was going on and, and many more, you know, bad relationships and trying to figure out what is wrong with me. You know, why do I keep getting in these, these episodes of, of manic and everything and um, still calling out to God when I could, but didn't really grasp it yet, you know? And um, my last bout was um, in, in a pretty bad relationship and still working, you know, my daughters were grown and just doing the best as a single parent and, um, it, it got really bad to where the police had to come and re remove him from the house, shotguns drawn to the house. Um, I remember just crying in the, in the street, just like, you know, looking at, it's almost like you could come out and look at your life like a movie and you're looking and you're like, what am I doing? You know, I, I lived like this double life for so many years and people on the outside thought everything was okay, but it behind the doors, it wasn't. And that's when I finally said, you know what? I, I, I have to go wholeheartedly into this. I know Christ is real. I, I've dabbled where I knew and I felt his presence. I just, I just have to work hard to get back to that place. And that started my journey, getting back to um, a relationship. I looked you know, I, I, I made myself go to church every day of the week if I could find a place. And I and it didn't matter where I wow, went. Okay. So I went to the Catholic church. I went to the Assembly of God. I went to <laughs> anywhere I could go because I knew I needed to be around people that could help me get out of where I was. Um, and then the healing process, because through all that, of course, you get to a place where you need healing, you find out that that there's a healing that needs to happen in order for you to move on to and, and Christ loves to heal. You know, he he loves broken, right. he can mold us back together. And he's like, you know, daughter, this isn't what I planned, but you still you still can have a purpose and you're gonna use your story for something good. And so that's how I wrote my first book. William in 2015, because he sat me down and said, if you want the healing, here's it, here's, here's how it's going to happen. And, you know, never written before and, and then sat down from the computer and just 
Holy Spirit just led me to write Free at Last and Struggle to Be Good Enough. And kind of through that writing, found out that as a young child, you know, I was, you know, uh, violated as a young child. And, and so I kind of wrote about that and realized that the timing that that had happened, I was probably seven, eight, nine years old, was actually when the darkness started happening in my life. And so I needed to break that chain um, of events and, and heal and process that and forgive so that I could move on into everything else that God had. And so that's kind of what happened with the book. It just kind of helped me. It, it was a realization of like, wow, that's why I had no self-worth. That's why it was stripped from me as a young child, you know, um, and, and, and that kind of led me to other areas that needed to be healed, of course, because once that's done, it's almost like, okay, now everything comes out because the you domino effect that happens. Yeah, you suppress everything for so long. And I think a lot of us do that in a lot of different areas. We could suppress over financial matters. We suppress over unhappiness at our job, you know, or conflict in our marriage, conflict in, you know, with our children. We suppress it because we want to, you know, today's going to be a good day. I'm not going to think about what happened yesterday, but we do have to think about what happened because we need right. to work on it. And um, I learned how to do that. Um, as far as the call to ministry, the Lord led me to New Life uh, Fellowship in Hollister with Pastor Carmen Gabriel. And he just kind of helped turn that light. Um, I never, I always wanted to see what is this baptism of Holy Spirit? What did that mean? And he's the one that helped me pray. And, and then that's when I just felt like this flood of everything happened. And from that point on, that's when ministry came full blown. You know, that's when um, the my next book came and then and then the third book came and then <laughs> the radio ministry came and then the, um, the call to, to pastor, you know, um, you know, getting to that point. Um, how I was called. Now, you know, William, a lot of people um, kind of down on women getting up into the pulpit. Right. And, you know, I've had people question and say, well, you know, the Bible says this about women and you shouldn't be up there. And, and, and you know, my answer to that is Deborah was used. Um, and to me, everybody that speaks gospel truth has a pulpit like I could have the pulpit at the grocery line you know it, it it's it's just in that house in that building at the time if you're asked to speak I'm just sharing what Christ gives me to share um and so my pastor when when he told me you know I feel like you're trying so hard and you're working so hard at everything and I was at the time going into juvenile hall and working with the kids and, and having that title of pastor gives you a little bit more leeway to get in and out of those type of facilities. So he said, you know, Ramona, I've been praying about this and I want to give you a pastoring um, under help because you help so many people. You try to help in so many different areas and I watch you and that is your gifting. And so that's what he called me, pastor of help. <laughs> and that's okay. where that 
you know? And so he licensed me, which I was honored because in all the years that he had been a pastor there, his wife said he's never felt confident enough to do that with anybody. So, you know, the Lord brought us together for a reason. I helped them. They helped me. And they're, they're a big part of my family now, my church family. So that's kind of how I got called into having that title of pastor. And I'm not, you know, William, you're going to meet a lot of people doing this show. I'm not one of those people like, um, excuse me, you need to call me Pastor Ramona because um, I feel like that's not necessary. I'm honored when someone calls me into their house and they say, Pastor Ramona, we'd love for you to speak. Um, or I do have some people that just kind of say it, but I'm not one of those people that that's, that they have to put that in front of my name. Does that make sense to you? Oh, it, it totally, it totally does. Um, I, and and to be honest, I've never met a, a pastor that has totally insisted on me calling them that now I do, I, I do it when I, when I know it, because it's just a sign of respect. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for their calling, but I've never met one who has never said, even my childhood pastor who recently retired, he's 74 years old. I went, we went, I was blessed to go his, to his retirement a couple weeks ago and I still call him pastor Aleo. He's like, no, just call me Abe. I'm like, yeah. pastor, yeah. Says, I appreciate that, but I've known you since I was 13 as pastor. That's just how it's going to be. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Now, I wanted yeah. to back. I wanted to back up just a moment, though. Sure. Um, you you said a little bit ago when you started. I don't want to say when you when you started getting into the faith. Um, you you went everywhere every day. You went you went somewhere every day. Oh yeah. And I, want, and I wanted to touch on something. What? How important is being connected to community when someone's in growing in their faith? To me, it was very important. It was like, um, you know. I look at church as the hospital and there's a lot of patients that have to go in those doors and out and they come in and they need to meet the great physician, right? There's healing that happen. And so I just went to a lot of different doctor buildings. That's how I look at it. I went to a lot of different, you know, just like you do when you're sick and you want to find the right doctor that's going to help you get better. I, um, I just went to different places and I still do that now. You know, because um, what's what's interesting now, the Lord moved me and I recently moved to Bakersfield and that was really hard to leave Hollister because of my church family, my daughters and everything. But in retiring, um, this made more sense. It's a lot easier for me to be able to afford to live. But I was very afraid of leaving the church like what was that going to be like because that's been my lifeline you know that's mm-hmm. how important it was to go and have fellowship you know we're not supposed to uh, forsake the fellowship of the saints and so that's scriptural basis and and so that was really important to me and how was I going to find a church that that I could you know embrace and they could embrace me too Um, And I've been to a lot of different churches. What's cool about my, I retired, but yet, like I was telling you, I found another part-time job and I work as a vice principal at Bethel Christian School here in Bakersfield. And um, all the students that go there all go to different churches. 
And so I said, you know, one day I said to the Lord, you know, I'm going to start visiting once a month, the different churches, because some of the parents were actually pastors or they were leaders, like a women's group leader at their church. But it was amazing that they all went to different churches. So I've gone to quite a few different churches and they, the kids get excited. You know how kids are, right? Sure. They're like, oh, you know, uh, Miss Ramona's here. And, you know, the pastor there will be like, oh, thank you for coming, you know. And so I've got to meet a lot of different um, churches and, and pastors and leaders and been a part of uh, what they do with their families of faith. And it's kind of been, um, I, I asked the Lord, because, you know, am I going to have a place that I'm just going to be settled and this is where I just go? And I kind of don't have that right now because he's got me going to different places and learning different ways that different people share their faith or it's almost like broadening my horizon of hmm. uh, family in, in Christ because they're all different. Um, you know, there's a really beautiful church, uh, Catholic church that's on my way to work. I, I start work at seven every morning and they have a 615 mass. And, you know, I, I like to stop there and it's right on my way to work so I can go in there and get right up to just about communion. And then I have to get my car and go. But just having that 30 minutes of devotion with the Lord gives me time to get my mind where I need it to be, my heart where it needs to be before I go into work. And so I can walk into any house and you know that God is there. And a lot of times people can't do that. They're like, oh, no, you know, I can't. They don't believe what I believe. Well, it's okay to still go and see what they believe. And yes, you do need to be careful. I do believe that. We Scripture tells us of false prophets and things like that to beware. But, you know, we, we, the Lord says it's a good thing to ask for wisdom right. and discernment. Those are good gifts to ask, especially when you're doing, going into different places, um, and to me, it's just like what I said earlier, um, it, it's going into the different clinics, right? if you want to look at it that way, and just seeing the doctor when I'm there. And the different people that are there are kind of like they're the nurses taking your blood pressure and your temperature, and they're making sure you're okay before they let you go and say, you're fine, go ahead, start your day. And um you know, it, not everybody can do that. I think this is just where the Lord has me right now, William, and what I'm able to do. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody can do that. And I understand that. Oh, absolutely. What, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned in that process of, you know, going to these different churches and just um, seeing how they do things? It's definitely opened my eyes to, to different um ways that people deliver the word. It's, it's opened my eyes. There's some people that, you know, I can walk, go and I'll say, okay, I see how they do this. Um, it's not someplace that I want to come all the time, but that's okay. You know, they have a love for the Lord. And obviously I'm looking a lot at, at the people in the church. When I go, I don't just look at the pastor or reverend that 
speaking, I like to look at the continents of the people that are coming to listen, um, because I want to see how they react to the word of God, how, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've been to churches where there's a thousand people in the service. We have some churches that are really big here. Mm-hmm. And I like to go to church and I like to raise my hands. I'm very, you know, uh, praising God and saying amen. And when you w- go into like a big church and nobody's doing that and you open your eyes and you're like, wow, you know, because the song was really good. I don't get it. Why aren't you doing that? But that's different. Right. And so you kind of learn a lot about different um churches and how how they worship or how um the pastors speak um you know the other thing i found that was really interesting and and this has happened over and over where i'll go to one church and they're preaching on something and then i'll come home and tune into a church online and they're actually preaching on the same thing that's cool (laughs) i know because i think wow lord um you know, obviously your spirit is alive today in all these places and you must have really wanted that message to get out. And that's yeah. happened quite a few times. And even, even I could even go to the Catholic church and they're doing the same, they're talking the same thing. So just because I go to a charismatic um, assembly of God and then I listen to the Catholic mass and they're still speaking the same thing, well, obviously the spirit of God is alive today. He wants the same message to come out. Right. So, and not everybody believes, um, you know, there's a lot of people and and I know you've probably met some, well, they'll say, well, you know, why do you go there? If you know that, you know, they do this and they do that. And I'm not going there to see what they're doing in that sense. I'm going there to feel the presence of God. Because there's people there that aren't going for the, 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 the different things that are wrong. They're going there to feel the presence of God. Right. I'm going to meet God. That's it. And I'm going to different houses and I'm seeing that there's one thing in common. They're all worshiping God. Now, I have gone to a couple where I've seen said, you know, well, that wasn't said right. And this doesn't look right. And then I leave there and I pray for them because there's a lot of people there that might not have the wisdom or discernment that the Lord had gifted me with to see. Not everybody, uh, all of us can see the same thing, right? Right. But we ask for that. And so, yes, of course that's happened, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I can't go back there with, for my students and say hello and, and be respectful and going to their house. How, how many times have we gone to dinner to somebody's house and then you leave and you thought, well, that didn't taste that good, but you were still kind when you sat at the table, right? <laughs> right. You, you didn't take a bite and say, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's not, <laughs> not, a, not a good use of judgment there. <laughs> no, Ramona, you, um, all this started with you saying yes to writing your, oh, first, yeah. your first book. Yeah. So, so it's really an amazing journey that the Lord has had you on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that was a hard thing. You know how, what that's yeah. like to um, 
that was a big toll and the healing that came out from that was big. And, you know, I realized right away too, writing wasn't going to be my, um, I'm not going to retire to be a full-time author that makes bestseller lists or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But writing, um, the Lord showed me right away that that was for me. That was for my healing. And now Mm -hmm. I can share my story. So I mostly keep books on my car to give away and say, hey, I've got a really good story for you. Go ahead and read this. Let me know what you think. And a lot of times they'll say, wow, you know, um, and so, yeah, writing, writing was a way to heal. And I think anybody that sits down and writes, even if you journal, you'll find that if you're doing it and you're talking to God while you're doing it, you'll be surprised on what comes out. But through writing, you have the radio show, uh, you got, li- yeah. you got, you got, you got licensed up in Hollister and now you're in Bakersfield Yeah. Well, through the course of your ministry though, what have been what's been some of the lows that you've had to experience? Cause we don't always talk about those. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that you said that. Like I told you before we came on the air, you know, I'm in this place right now where I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, I've gone through depression and, and, and it's a hard thing to have depression and anxiety. And I felt like the Lord healed me from that probably in 2016, I stopped um, taking medication and I really felt like I was doing really good. But lately, the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, my health has kind of taken a little turn. um, And I'm not quite sure why. But sometimes I feel really low, where I say, Lord, this reminds me of a place I used to be and I don't want to be there. You know, you get depressed and you feel like, you know, you don't want to say the words like, what's the point? Because you know that you're a Christian and you know that you have a lot of people depending on you and things. But sometimes, you know, if we don't self-care as someone that is always putting out and we don't learn how to self-care, we can be completely depleted to a point to where it's it you feel kind of empty. I guess mm-hmm. that's the word to say. And and it's it's a really um, difficult place to be when when we're depleted like that. That's why it's really important, you know. I'm used to this is probably the one part that um, is difficult for not have founding a home church yet, is because yeah having your home church, then of course I would reach out and say, Hey, you know, family, I really need prayer. I'm, I'm going through some stuff. Can you pray for me? And not that I don't have friends that I can do that with. I don't just like, I, I won't just put it on Facebook and say, Hey guys, you know, I need you to pray for me. I have a certain selective people um, that I know will go to the Lord and pray for me. I don't, I, and, and I appreciate that. But that's why it is important to have a home church. And I believe that the Lord is going to help me to find that church family. It just right now, I don't have it. But it's really important for us that do have uh, a home church that you've been going to for a long time faithfully. You're tithing, you're, you know, you're serving because the Lord asks us to serve. Sometimes we can't tithe monetarily but you can tithe with your time which is sometimes very very needed and valuable in places 
worship. It, it, and it's so important to pray for the pastors, the leaders, the Sunday school teachers, because they are under uh, attack. I guess you would say the word is because it's a spiritual battle. Absolutely. In the enemy doesn't like <clears throat> when you're helping others find faith. They, he wants to diminish you and turn your light out so that you can't be the light in darkness. And that's when you have to profess to yourself, no, I am chosen. I am called the Lord. You know, he said in his word that I will not, you know, the enemies will be crushed and I'm, I don't, I can move forward and he has great plans for me. And Romans eight twenty eight, my go-to, like all things are going to be used for the good because I love him because I serve him. And that's what he said. And his promises are yes and amen. And I, and I believe those, but there's still that time when you just feel low, you know, and you just times the Lord, I know with me personally, he gets me to these places where I have to just stop. I have to just completely stop. I have to not take phone calls, not answer the text messages, not get on Facebook and, and see who needs prayer. Not, I just need to stop and sit with him for a minute, which a lot of times is really hard for people to do, right? Oh, yeah, because we're in a society that's always go, 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 go. go. Always got to do something. But there's power in sitting there and just silence, listening. And it's hard. Reading. You know, and you're used to going and going. So, you know, I shared with you before we went on, I had you know, a scare last night, um, and had to go to the ER. And most of the time I can go through things like that and be like, okay, Lord, what do you got going on? But last night was a little bit different. I actually wept and felt fearful. It was a scary kind of situation. And, and, you know, um, I have some cousins here that I just love them to death. And, uh, born again Catholic. We have Bible studies every Tuesday and we've been going, starting from the book of Genesis and just going through scriptures, having like two, three hours of really rich conversation and discussion over the scriptures. And we're excited to learn and they love praying together. And, and so they're not used to me feeling like that. They're used to coming to me Right. And so I was overwhelmed with love because, you know, one of my cousins said, I didn't know what to do. And I heard you cry and I didn't know what that meant. And and I just asked the Lord, Father, help me to pray the way she prays for us. Help me to have that same heart that she has for us. And I needed to hear that because. That tells me that the time that we're having together has has planted on good ground. Right. Like the scripture says, you know, sometimes seed falls and it doesn't grow right. But for her to tell me that and my cousins to kick in like, no, we're going to be there for you because it's hard. My daughters are a little bit far away. Right. That just meant the world to me. And it it felt good. But that's. That's how we need to pray for people that are feeding us um, scripture and feeding us um, the gospel. And, you know, even with you, um, William, you know, just you doing what you're doing right now, it's so important for you to feel, you know, your soul has to be fed because you're going to be doing what you're doing, lifting up 
leaders in Christ in, and you're going to feel that weight because you're pushing us out there, taking over the airwaves and the enemy doesn't like that kind of stuff. So we, you know, we have to bind together all that to be gone so that you can continue to do what the Lord has called you to do right now with your show. And I'm very grateful. I love the title of your show. And I think you're going to be meeting some amazing people and your audience is going to hear so many wonderful stories of people that are being called to minister the word. Well, thank you for that. And I've already met some amazing people and no doubt I'm going to meet more. And I've just been so encouraged by the conversations. Now, we talk, Ramona, we talked about the lows a second ago. How about some of the highs that you've had? Or maybe what's, what's one thing that maybe sticks out over the course of what you've been doing? Well, whenever I can lead someone to the Lord, that is exciting. And since I've been here in Bakersfield, that has happened. You know, um, just knowing that you're called for a purpose. You know, we're all called for a time as this. And um, those are exciting times for me. Um, you know, being able to have the radio here um, in Bakersfield, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to be on local radio here like I was with KKMC in the Salinas area. And that was, you know, the Lord opened that, that door. Oh, um, we just, I just got my 501C. That's exciting. That's new go. stuff. <laughs> right. That's great. That's new. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm hoping this summer I can start, you know, Blossoms of My Life Ministries is now a nonprofit so that um, I can start doing fundraising and things to start giving back to the community that has, you know, given to me. So, yeah, it's, you know, every day is an exciting day when the Lord can use you in it in, in an exciting way, right. Whether it's praying for someone that needs healing or praying for someone that is hurt and distraught over loss of loved one. Um, you know, I just lost a dear, dear, uh, cousin, uh, her daughter just died of a battle of cancer and, you know, we prayed, but you know, the wonderful thing about, um, her was that, I was able to lead her to the Lord with her family around the bed. And so that meant a lot to me because I know that the closer I get to Christ, I'm still with her. You know, mm -hmm. when, when someone calls me and says, you know, can you pray for me? And do you have any words of encouragement? I just lost a loved one. And, I really need to know what the Lord wants. And I, 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 that's my go-to now. I tell them if they knew Christ, then you need to get to know Christ so that you can know where your loved one is and then do everything in your power to find out about heaven. Because it's just like, if you meet a new friend and you say, wow, I want to go see them again. You want to find out where they live. Sometimes you want to go to their house and have dinner because you're really excited about your new friend. And so that's how I look at it. It's like, I, I want to find out where they are. I want to go and find out what the Lord's house is going to be like when I go there to sit down and have supper with all my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. 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 Now, Ramona, I do thank you for your, your time today. And with the time we have left, can you tell our listeners um, where they can learn more about you, listen to your radio show, maybe pick up some of your great books? 
Oh, yes, of course. So my books, um, probably the best place, William, is if they go to my website. Um, I write under a pseudonym. Um, I am dauntless. So the letter I, the letter M, and then dauntless. Um, so my website is www.im.list.org um, or .com, I'm sorry. And then blossomsonmylife.org. Um, if you wanted to email me, um, Ramona at blossomsonmylife.org. Um, on my show, like yours, I'd love to, to interview people and find out about their love of Christ. Um, that's probably the best way. All my books are listed on my website, uh, Barnes and Noble and, and Amazon as well. And yeah, that's how they can get a hold of me. Um, I'm on Facebook under Ramona Trevino, and it's the one. I, this is kind of amazing. There's another Ramona Trevino, which I really seriously have to meet because she um, is in Texas and is an author. It's just quite amazing because we could even be related. But <laughs> mine is um, when you open up my site, you'll see it'll say pastor author. Um, and um, I think it has my latest book on there. Holy Spirit, I met you here. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. You have a great story. And everyone, check out the website, IamDauntless.com. And honestly, check out our books. Um, you're going to get great pieces of wisdom there. It's going to definitely help you. Rona, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, William. God bless you and your new show. God bless you too. Thank you so much. Sure.